Thanks for tuning in to this Black Girl Nerds Podcast Extra. My name is Jamie, and I'm your host. In this episode, we have a panel discussion featuring Rivetta, Afia, and Valerie Complex to talk about Season 3 of Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful is a Victorian gothic horror series. It was in its third season, and this past Sunday, what we thought was a season finale ended up being a series finale. A lot of fans came away with some huge polarizing reactions, so decided to do a podcast about it, talk about it, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we found incredibly problematic, and also speaking to John Logan's comments about why he decided to end the show, and if we really actually believe him. So... Tune in to this BGM podcast extra, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Feel free to leave your comments in SoundCloud. Let us know what you thought of Season 3 of Penny Dreadful. Enjoy! Thank you for tuning in to this special Black Girl Nerds podcast extra. We are going to talk about the series finale of Penny Dreadful. It ended this past Sunday, and there's a lot of mixed feelings about it, very passionate mixed feelings, and we wanted to discuss that on the podcast. So I am honored and privileged to have a panel to talk to us. I have Afia, who is a contributor at Black Girl Nerds. All of the recaps that you see from Penny Dreadful are written by her. She's gone to several Penny Dreadful-related events. She also did a review on the comic that was recently released. And we have Valerie Complex here. She is an avid live tweeter of Penny Dreadful under the Dim Dreads hashtag. And we have Rivetta here, who is also a Penny Dreadful watcher and live tweeter under the Dim Dreads hashtag. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Wow. So just breathe deep a little bit (laughs) before we go in on this. When it said get my mind together. When it said the end, I was looking around my apartment for more. I was like looking in drawers and stuff. I was like, there has to be more than this. I because I thought it was gonna say like the end until later or something or you know until next season. Right. But no, it was like the end. Yeah, I, I did not know what that meant. And my tweet, I said the end, the end to what? Like what? What are we talking about? The end. So it it took a lot of us. It took our breath away to see that there was an actual ending to this show. And at the time that this aired, uh, many of the fans did not know the series was ending. It wasn't until today that it was released by deadline that the series has, in fact, been canceled and it will not renew for a season four. So I want to start by kind of going back a little bit and talking about the show and what you liked about just this particular season, season three. What, What was your favorite story arc? And, and what was your least favorite? And we'll go in this order. Valerie, Afia, and Rivetta. I liked when um, Dr. Seward was, was reading Vanessa. Like, just yeah. giving her the business. Like, this is what you're about. This is who you are. This is what you need to do better. Pretty much just giving Vanessa the real deal. 
you know, those counseling sessions were really good. The hypnosis was really good when she was in the, um, you know, in the uh, mental hospital. Mm-hmm. That whole, whole thing, that whole connection was really fantastic. And, you know, Patty Lupone brings her A-game every single episode. So, yes. Um, what I didn't like was, I don't know, they just made Vanessa seem very stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you didn't learn from the first and second season not to do this again. Um it was just the, I wouldn't say there was a story arc, but it was just the overall decline of her, her awareness and her, her powers. You know, she's a very powerful clairvoyant as they established in the first season. Right. But then in this season, you don't see any of that. What the hell happened? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what I think. That's the quick end of it. Um, I guess for me, my favorite story arcs, it's a twofold. Um, One thing that I definitely enjoyed this season was watching Ethan's backstory, like, finally come to life. Um, Considering that from season one through season two, we've always kind of known that, like, he has this, this history that is, you know, wrapped up in him being a soldier in the army and leaving home and this question of like, why did he leave home? What was the reasoning behind, you know, him just leaving everything behind him and um, finally seeing him get back home to his roots, meeting his father, who's been tracking him down for the past three years, like finally seeing that result um, was probably one of my favorite arcs. Um, Another one of my favorite arcs had to be, um, at least for the, at least at the beginning of it was, um, John Clare slash the creature slash Frankenstein's monster. I know a lot of people do not care for him. Um, mm-hmm. but don't get that, but yes, I, I don't get it either. I mean, like I get, you know, initially he was very flowery with the poetry and it's like, could you just speak like normal people and not talk? <laughs> <you know? laughs> but, um, after a while, you know, I have to say the episode between with him and Vanessa in the mental hospital gave you like a better understanding of who he was as a person in his previous life. And the fact that he was getting little glimpses of his life before, I really appreciated because I don't know if you guys remember, like in the first season when Victor created his second monster, he was getting his memory back like really quickly. As, as soon as like he started, you know, picking up words, he started remembering who he was. And so it kind of like made me wonder how was it that he didn't know, you know, how did John Claire not know who he was when the second monster knew, started remembering who he was when Lily remembered who she was in the second season, like had, you know, just remembered everything about her past and it took him so long to get there. Um, so like those were my two favorite arcs um this season. I would have to say one of my least favorite arcs. I mean there's so many, but if I had to pin <laughs> it down to one, um I'd have to say Jekyll. I mean, I was mm. I really liked him coming in and it kind of just felt like he was Victor's assistant despite the fact that he got pissed off every time someone called him Victor's assistant. Yeah. That's what he was essentially reduced to because there was no Jekyll unless there was Victor there. You did not see Jekyll outside of Victor. And I would have preferred to have seen him outside of just being, you know, Victor's friend. Like 
let's see what he was doing on his own or what was going on with his family's estate or something to that effect. But it literally just came off like he was Victor's, you know, right hand man kind of thing. And I didn't care for that much. Yep. I agree with that. Um, I guess for me, my favorite story arc this season was probably Brona Lily sort of coming into her own and trying to kind of like wreck the world and just get everybody together and solidify, you know, she was getting people in formation. In formation. Yes. 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 She was going to start a revolution. And I just thought it was so like, you know, I didn't necessarily agree with, you know, everything she was doing, but, and, and she sort of, seem to turn into you know that was that was sort of evil brona you know or evil lily that was you know the one that no one really wanted the one who was taking control but i think at the same time it was i think there was a little sexism there you know like with the guys they didn't want her to have this role of power particularly Mm. dorian like he was just so offended that she was sort of just becoming this magnificent flower and just sort of taking over his whole world. And that was not okay with him, but I loved what they did with that. Um, and I also loved when she, when she kind of came out of it, when, when Victor, when they kidnapped her, I hated that scene. I, that was probably one of the hardest ones for me to watch. Cause I just felt, I don't know. It just made me feel dirty. All these guys just sort of coming <laughs> together to try and make her go back into her shell, you know? And I was just like, this is not right. But Billy Piper last night when she broke down, I was like, you guys, she tore that scene to pieces. I thought it was really excellent. I thought she just, I mean, that was some Eva Green kind of, you know, emotion she threw in there. But um, my least favorite arc probably, oh, goodness, what would it be? There was, like you said, there were so many. I mean, I was <laughs> I was disappointed that, you know, Jekyll didn't become anything more than just this sort of, he just seemed to be pushing forward um, Victor's storyline, kind of, a yeah. little bit, not mm-hmm. very much. Because um, there was so much that they could have done with him. His whole backstory with being, you know, with feeling like he was, you know, somewhat less of a person because of where he came from and, I just thought that there was so much they could have done with that. Um, what else did I not like? I'll just leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> many. I had another one that I was trying to think of, and I'm just like, I'm drawing a blank right now. So let's just move on. Well, well, for me, um, my favorite story arc is uh, I, I really love John Clare slash Caliban slash the creature. Like, I don't understand why so many fans dislike him. I get the fact that like he killed Proteus, but get over that guys. Like it's, it's okay. We can move past that. Um, but I, I guess I just like him because here is this person who's a creature who is perceived as being this horrible, evil, undead being. And he's the most humane, kind, gentle character of the show. And that irony is something that always piqued my interest. Um, and for the first time, we were seeing more uh, more aspects of his humanity, if you will, by bringing in his son, by bringing in the fact that he had, you know, a wife and a family. And um, I, I really loved seeing that unfold. Unfortunately, we don't have much of a um, a payoff from from this storyline because it was ended very abruptly. But I, I really loved that story arc with with John Clare. 
And as far as the worst story arc for me was actually Ethan and Hectate. I don't know why they were together. And uh, Valerie, you you did a great, (laughs) she did a great job. Um, She wrote an article on Black Girl Nerds about Penny Dreadful. What the heck happened to Penny Dreadful is the name of the article if you want to check it out. And you brought up an excellent point about the fact that this woman traveled literally across the world with Ethan (laughs) just to die. Um, And I can't help but think of this trope that happens over and over again with women characters. The term is called refrigerating women. And you kill a woman in order to further the male protagonist's story. And that's exactly what they did. Now, Hectate, I really didn't care for her and her dying. You know, that wasn't like the worst thing that happened. But it just didn't make sense, this this storyline between them two. I, I really didn't get the connection between their relationship to, I guess they were trying to show draw some parallels to the relationship between Ethan and Vanessa, but it that just didn't connect to me as a viewer. So that story arc to me, I just felt like was not needed at all. So I, I wanted to know from you guys about the new characters that were brought into the show. Um, did you have any favorite new characters? There were a few. We we had um, Catriona, who was our vampire slayer. We had Dracula, Dr. Jekyll, and Kanate, um, the Apache father to Ethan. So who who was your favorites? Um, any comments or concerns about these characters and how they were developed through this season? Well, we can just forget about development because they really <laughs> We're going to X that out for this season for the extra characters because, I mean, you know, let's keep it real. But, I mean, you know, they, I think everybody fulfilled, you know, whatever their job was. You know, Kenneth was just, instead of being the magical Negro, he was just the magical Native American. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone said on Twitter that they pulled the dances with wolves on, on this show. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that because, again, here's a character of color that's here to enhance the white male aesthetic as opposed to, you know, the same thing with Simbene in the first and second season. He was yeah. there mm-hmm. as an extension of Sir Malcolm as opposed to a singular solid character. And here we go with, you know, Kenete doing the same exact thing. Um, you know, we didn't know he was a, a wolf counterpart until Ethan was in trouble and then here he comes, you know, instead of just transforming like everybody else and doing what he needed to do. Uh, Catriona is, is, it's unfortunate because she was really a fantastic character. They had a really great actress who was very pretty and seemed to be really powerful because the way she yoked up Renfield was kind of like, what? (laughs) Right? And then she started climbing poles. I was like, okay, so this is obviously a character that they wanted to go further with in this story and just didn't have a chance to. So that was a really huge waste, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a serious letdown for me because I was like, she's something. There's some kind of magic working in her because she just picked up Renfield and just, you know, had her way with him. She just worked some kind of magic, but we will never know (laughs) what it was. Because I loved her I love chemistry it. with Vanessa as well. I, I wanted to ship them for a moment. They just had really great chemistry on screen. Exactly. Yeah. The thing and that, I felt like that's where it was going. And then, you know, because what if Vanessa would have been happier with another woman? That would have been really interesting. Yeah. But, you know, it really would have been. 
She could have had her moment with Vanessa the way that Ethan and Dorian had their moment in season one, which, you know, yes. was something that happened and it just kind of got swept under the rug and no one talked about it ever again. But, exactly. Uh, what was the point of that? I did not understand. Like, they had this really great, profound moment that shocked everybody with Ethan and Dorian kissing. And then they just was like, all right, well, you know, on to the next storyline. Like, why did they make that a loose end? I, I don't understand. Um, I remember when we went, when I went to um, the recent Penny Dreadful event, I believe someone asked Reef Carney about that scene, and he said that they did a little bit more with it, where it was just like, the, it was like kind of like a morning after thing, where I guess like Dorian offered him like pancakes or toast or something like that, and um, you know, Ethan was just kind of like in a rush to get out, but that's kind of like the most that they went with it. They didn't really pursue that further. And I always thought, like, well, why wouldn't you? You have Dorian as the center in season one. Season, like, season one was Dorian's season because he banged Brona before she was Lily. He banged Ethan. He banged <laughs> Nessa. And then, like, you know, it, it, and then it screws with them a little bit, too, because Vanessa wants to be with Dorian, but she can't because he brings out this, you know, side of her. Right. Brona has this encounter with Dorian knowing that she's going to die, realizing that this guy is being turned on by the fact that she's dying from TV while they're having sex. And she starts, you know, she's dating Ethan, and then she becomes, like, insecure because now her boyfriend knows the guy who she slept with for, like, how many shillings or whatever the case may be. And then Ethan knows both women, and he slept with Dorian. Like, that in itself was, like, you know, like, a a great piece of... Of TV drama that could have just been unpackaged and unloaded in so many ways, but it was just like whatever, you know. Let's 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 not talk about that. Let's let's just forget that that happened and and move on, you know. Um, at least for me, the new characters this season, I really liked Jekyll, despite the fact that he became virtually like an extension of Victor. But I liked the fact that. <sighs> Sorry, I'm. Like like you said, you could tell that they wanted to go somewhere further with him, but they did not have the time, nor did they care to do that, because I loved the fact that we saw glimpses of his rage in between everything that he did. If if Victor reminded him, oh, well, remember, you're half Indian, and he would just start going off like... <laughs> You don't need to remind me that I'm freaking happy, and I know, and I'm gonna make them all see that they they wrong. You're looking at me like I'm filth and stuff, and it's like, okay, well now we see where the hive comes in. Let's just wait for the serum to kick in and see what else you do, you know. But they didn't go there with it. Um, Catriona, I really liked her. It wasn't until the finale though that I, as she was like kicking butt and taking names and scaling poles and monkey barring across rooms to attack vampires and stuff she gave me Simbene vibes she kind of started feeling like the replacement for Simbene because let's face it Simbene was like the muscle of the group Mm -hmm. Uh, he was the one who was like hitting down nightcomers like he was a linebacker like just knocking them down hallways and stuff and so when I saw her fighting it just made me feel like well maybe she's supposed to replace him in that way of being like the muscle and the super tough chick but you know you're bringing in a woman in a bring it in as a female instead. Um, 
I did have vibes with her and Vanessa. I thought those two, they got along so well that I could have seen something blossoming between them, especially when you figure that Vanessa was having so much trouble with all these men coming after her that maybe you can turn it around and, you know, maybe a woman is her salvation kind of thing. But um, they didn't want to take it in that direction. So, yeah. Um, aside from that, Apache Daddy was cool. Um, that's what I call him. Apache Daddy. Apache Daddy. <laughs> uh, he was cool. He was no nonsense, and I appreciated him for it. I, you know, I I appreciated that. But man, I just feel I just wish that they had they cared enough to go forward with these new people. You know. Yeah, I think that's the biggest disappointment for me was that all of these new characters came and they were all worthy of more exploration than they got and it was just sad i feel like they could have maybe cut short maybe some of the time that they spent um in vanessa's head when she was in the sanitarium and maybe work through someone else's storyline a little bit i don't know but just when last night when they were like you know lord hide i was like there we have it and we're never gonna know yep. <laughs> exactly why did they wait so long? <laughs> but even if you, if you think about it, like even parts of Vanessa's backstory are missing still. Mm-hmm. Because right. we've established that, you know, she went crazy and she had sex with her, her friends, whatever. And, you know, and but then it's like, OK, why is she the chosen one? Why is she the Antichrist? What's going exactly. on? What do her powers have to do with this? Mm-hmm. Well, that part was just totally left out just to, you know, weaken her for average male characters. We could have spent way less time on Dorian because even though season one was his, he was like having sex with everybody. He just became, he was just there to exist. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he did. All he did was That's all he did. Like, I mean, it was entertaining and he's good looking and we saw a lot of orgies. Right. And he (laughs) had, you know, he has a way about him and he's, you know, just, he's, magnetics but aside from that he didn't really do anything yeah so, no, he, didn't, he didn't really bring anything like even john claire brought something to season three but right. dorian he just but even his but even his story came full circle as opposed to the main character vanessa because once lily left it was like well he's somebody who's eternally alone and he likes it there it is with dorian gray right. and yeah. you know just like even with um mr lyle who was a great queer character. Uh, yeah. When they talked about him going to Egypt, I was like, oh, shit, we're going to get the mummy. <laughs> nope. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, well, Egypt is a better place for gay folks, and that's it. It was really disappointing, and it, I mean, they all were. Every single character. <laughs> I think just the development of every single character this season just disappointed me. I feel like Vanessa like regressed to something that she wasn't before we met her. She just, it's like they yes. took away all her power, and in the end, it's, she just was like, okay, well, never mind. I'll just be the bride of Dracula. Okay. Yeah, and, and I mentioned that in my article is like. So they just, so, cause even though season one wasn't as hype as the last two were, Vanessa was strong, she was mm-hmm. smart, and she was right. super powerful. Yes, right. yes. And even and she was fighting, season, she fought. Like, yes. she right. fought it so hard. And even in the second season, when um, Joan Clayton was like, you know, I've never met, you know, someone like you with such power. And what happened to that? Yeah. 
It was like it just got story arc that I thought you know the connection between Seaward and Joan Clayton like that. Ah! <laughs> I know. I want to know so badly because it's like because they just gave you a taste. It was like yes, you know that's where my family came from, and I'm like okay, okay. Can we let's find out some more? And we never do. There was so many loose ends, just like, and they always alluded to these possible story arcs that could have been developed in really cool ways, like. Remember the hint to Jack the Ripper in season one? Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. what? You Okay, you're introducing, like, one of the most prolific characters in, in, you know, Victorian gothic horror, and you're not going to mention him any more than yeah. just that hint? Like, it just What's really bugged me. Crazier is that, like, on the finale, too, like, okay, this is this, the star, this is where my rage is going to start coming in, right? Because, <laughs> because Dracula was dropping like he was just dropping so much just a lot last night when he he sends the little boy to go see what um apache daddy because that's what i call him apache daddy and what ethan are doing in the streets and he's like oh he's ripping through them like jack the ripper himself did and it's like why are we bringing back jack the ripper if he doesn't right. do what he <laughs> please stop yeah what was dracula's purpose Okay, and, and this is this is where I'm coming to, right? Because then Dracula gets all shook when he realizes that Ethan is coming for him, and he's like, oh, Ethan is the only one who, who can face me. He's my mortal enemy, the wolf of God. And yet, can we? Can somebody tell me when there was a fight between um, <laughs> Exactly. Dracula? <laughs> he Please says maybe his control. Threw him across, didn't he? Throw him across, like, a, the street or something just once. And then that was he, it, right? He used the force and like, right. you know, like pushed him across the street and that was all. And it was such a letdown. And I'm like, such you guys have been pushing this whole wolf of God versus Lucifer, wolf of God versus Dracula thing for how many fracking seasons. And we get to the end of it and we don't even see a duel between the two. Not to mention my thing is like, Vanessa was so powerful that she had both of them shook. She had Lucifer and Dracula, like made them go back into dark corners when she was in that sanitarium. And you need to tell me that like all of that power that she had just dissipated like within the last 15 minutes. Like she just, oh, I'm so tired. Like I want to give up. I'm just, just end it, just end it. Like you were the same person who scared Lucifer. Like, that's to show you how badass you are, that you're scaring a man who fell from God, like an angel that fell and created his own little world in hell. Like, but, right. but the devil. So, the I, devil. Like, what? Oh, but it doesn't even follow its own lore because vampires are getting shot left and right. And I'm thinking that sun kills them and a stake through the heart. But right. she just got shot in the stomach and it was over. She's like the queen of the damned pretty much. And that's exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was confused about the canon there, because I know that they're daywalkers, right? So the sun doesn't kill these vampires, but yeah. I was confused about the bullets. Cause I thought that in all vampire lore, including Bram Stoker's Dracula, that bullets can't kill vampires, which I believe this canon is no, based off I of don't... Bram Stoker's version. Okay. Yeah, because it's what silver bullets for werewolves, right? It's not, yeah, it's not silver bullets for for so vampires. I'm like, why are we shooting vampires? I I don't it understand. Really strange. <laughs> it was really strange. Um, I have a question. 
question for you guys. Is that all right? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think, like just for speculation, hypothetically, what do you guys think happened? Because I think they were waiting for a mid, they were like in mid-season waiting for an answer and the answer was no. And they had to go back and reshoot the last 20 minutes. Because um, I feel like after the scene where Vanessa approached Dracula and she was like, I can smell the fear on you. I heard the anger and the rage in her voice. Yep. And I was like, she is, she is fucking bad. She's going to be yep. nuts. Like they're going to yeah. be scared of her. And then we get that. So I feel like the last 20 minutes were like reshot at the last minute. And now they're giving us this baloney story about, you know, everybody wanted to quit and we decided to quit last year. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm wondering what you guys think. Yeah, so I read the uh, Variety interview that John Logan did, and he made it sound as if this was something he planned all along. And also I got some feedback from fans on Twitter that said that in a series of interviews that they kind of saw it coming because he kind of alluded to it. But my thing is this, if this is something that you had planned all along, why end it so hastily with so many loose ends? Because it did feel very sloppy it did feel very like at the last minute, this is what you're coming up with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I, I don't know, um, you know, what the situation was. They, they said that Eva Green was kind of tired of playing the role and that it really wore her out and, and that she was leaving the show and that John Logan himself is going on to work on some other projects. And he didn't see that the show should continue without Eva Green there. But again, if this is something that you've seen coming a long time ago, I just thought that the writing should have been a lot more solid uh, than than it was. It just felt like someone just came in at the last minute and did a whole bunch of rewrites, like you said, Valerie, and just threw a freaking dart at the board and just figured out, okay, we're going to go with this story arc, and then we're going to go here, and that'll be it. I read a long time ago that Penny Dreadful is probably one of the top five most was one of the top five uh most expensive shows on tv and the most expensive ever for showtime i can believe that i can believe believe that that with with the outfits and first of all the cinematography is some of the best cinematography i've seen in episodic television in a Mm -hmm. very long time so it the production probably did take up a lot of their budget um and they also um mentioned in this interview that the show Penny Dreadful was not a big ratings puller for mm-hmm. Showtime, so that also is a a factor in its cancellation. But is the show a big ratings puller for Showtime on Showtime? I, you know, I actually got a Showtime subscription because of Penny Dreadful. I know a few other people on Twitter that have told me I signed up for Showtime just for this show. So I was actually kind of surprised when I heard that it wasn't pulling in a lot of ratings for the network. Because what what else is I mean, what, Homeland and um, the show with Don Cheadle? Like, but I'm sure those shows are cheaper to produce. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Especially House of of Lies. House of Lies, yeah. Yeah, that's not an issue. Like, Ireland and Spain, and they would, like, you know, go on location to shoot a lot of what they did, too. So I could imagine that that cost, you know, that was, like, more than worth it for them. I, I mean, I just feel like, Regardless, I guess, yes, the ratings are, you know, whatever they are, but the fact of the matter is is that you have a very loyal and dedicated fan base, and at the very least, what you can do is, if you're going to end it, just end it off in a way that makes sense to the story that you've already created. I 
the thing that annoys me the most with these shows is just that like I said the same thing for True Blood and even for a show that um I kind of watch I used to watch and started falling off of it on Grandma on NBC it's like you create these characters that are really dynamic and are really great and people get so invested in them and then what it when it comes to the end, you kind of just like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm not going to invest as much. Ah, let's cut it out. <laughs> just write something in real quick and just wrap it up real quick. You know, that's what it, it starts to feel like. Like you're not even putting in the effort to continue with the character as the way you, pre- you, you presented them at first. It's just like, let's just wrap this up quickly. Let's, we got to go. Okay, just, just they did it really quickly last night too, just with the scheduling of it, like yeah. just how they did the two episodes back to back on the same night as Game of Thrones. They had it against yep. Game of Thrones and against the possible Game Seven. <laughs> like you yes. guys, I know. <laughs> do all of this, you're gonna end the series against these two other like crazy ratings. Like, I mean, I just, it was so bizarre. It like, really was rushed because they typically don't do that. Normally what they would do is like put a couple of days in between the the finale or put like a week or something before the finale and then air right. the finale. But this time they didn't do that. And I was like, um, aren't we going to get a week break or something? I'm like, okay. Yeah, I that was just, not a good sign. No. I don't care what John Logan says. I think he's lying. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think like six months from now, he'll really, him and Eva Green will really talk about how they felt about the show because I really don't think they, certain things were, they got, they gave us too many hints that uh, not to fulfill that. Like it seemed like they really thought it was going to be another season. Yeah. And they planned for things. They left so many hints out there and introduced so many characters. For right. them to get, it just doesn't. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Nope. John Clare's story is un. You know, there's loose I'm ends there. Sure. What happened to Dracula, Doctor Sweet? I mean, what? What's, right. <laughs> what's to become <laughs> of him now? I guess he's gonna <laughs> kill more people. I, I don't know. Like this is the thing I, that bothered me because it's like this guy Dracula has been. He says it himself. He said it himself. He had been searching for centuries, for centuries on centuries for Vanessa. He finds her, and how do you leave her so open to get shot like that? If I was looking for a man for centuries on end, you bet <laughs> your bottom dollar if someone was coming to kill him, I would be standing in front of him like, you have to get through me before you get to him. I would right. wait too damn long. No, 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 no. We're not going to have this. You're not going to go into a room and shoot my boo. That's not going like, to happen. Like, where like, was he's he? Outside just like, was happening? He's outside pit slapping people left and right. That's all he was doing, just just shoving people who was coming at him while he just, <laughs> just slipped inside there and shot her. And then even when he shot her, the thing that irked me with that scene, Ethan comes out with her dead body, and where does Dracula go? Just off into the darkness. You've been looking for Vanessa for how many centuries, and she's dead, and you don't take her body, you don't mourn her death, nothing. You just go off in the darkness with the rest of your little minions. I was like, I don't understand this. I, I, this is very strange. If they went into her casket and she like opened her eyes and that was the end, like I would have been happy with that, right? Yeah, they didn't even do that. Like it just it what? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm like pissed. <laughs> no, it was lackluster. It made no sense. Everything it was just like everything. As soon as she got shot, it was like the whole show was over. Yeah. It was just, right. I just really felt like I didn't even need to be there because I'm like I'm just watching all tie up a bunch of nothing. 
Because yeah. this isn't yeah. tying anything up. It's just a bunch of people walking around looking like the world has ended. Yeah. And that's all we got was mourning. And okay. I'm so <laughs> like, like, I would never buy the series on DVD because I would just <laughs> it. Cause you spend all of that time, you're binge watching and you get to the end. Like, really? I, right. I just, you know, yeah. see, my thing is, I think that there's some kind of trend going on with this false... Um, this false look of progress, like, yeah, look, our show's diverse, but we don't really care about the characters and we don't really develop them at all. Because like I said in my article, it seems like, you know, all the white males, their stories were pretty much tied up, except for maybe John Clare. Everybody had, you know, everybody's story came full circle and the women were just left high and dry. Yep. And the people of color, same thing. We still don't know who Simbene is. No. Right. Or they get killed off what, like some Benny. I don't even know where they buried him. They just they were like, oh, we just buried him. Tomb after yeah. buried him. Like, what about his people? What, yeah. Did he have a family? Like, who came to what? Okay, you just okay, you just buried him in Africa. Okay, I got you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's not it's not fair, you know that she, you know that Vanessa gets the the sleepy hollow treatment. Exactly. After all I, that I, time. D- I don't understand this idea, this trope where it. A actor leaves a show that somehow or another you have to kill off that character. I mean, there's ways of handling a character exit than just killing them off. Um, I, I, I just didn't understand that. I get the fact that Vanessa was very tortured and that this death was a way to just ease the pain of dealing with all of the, the craziness and the stress that she was going through from season to season. But couldn't they have gone a different path, like exercised her or did something to give her some kind of peace and right. move on? I, I Maybe just... even use the serum on her. Wouldn't that have like gotten rid of all her bad memories? Boom. <laughs> 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 something. I don't care something. about her peace. But just what to about shoot my her? peace? I don't have peace of mind. I don't care about her peace. <laughs> I need peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. They got they got to do better with these women characters. They're, they're failing them left and right. And yeah. I don't know. It's like they, they're these powerful women usually fall under the guise of, of average men and they just end up losing their powers. And now they're like slaves to these men, you know, and, and these women that are getting killed off and that are exiting the show are the reason why a lot of viewers are tuning in. I mean, most people, let's be 100, most people are tuning in for Penny Dreadful for Vanessa Ives. Like, she, to me, is the lead character of the show. So to get rid of her is to end the show, which essentially it did. But at the time when we were watching it, I know I was thinking, okay, well, if this show gets renewed for a season four, I don't plan on watching. Because Vanessa was why I was tuning in. And the same thing with Sleepy Hollow. If it was I mean, indeed the Eva Green show like he claimed it to be, you right. would think they would do her character better than what they did. They would did. do her justice, exactly. exactly. It didn't do you make think any that's sense. why it got canceled? Because it wasn't a male-led show? I don't... I, there's, I don't even know what to believe. I, but, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like there's no way to know. I, I, I feel snowed. I just... <laughs> I feel like I don't know who's actually telling the truth, and I feel like everyone's really not. I feel like everyone's lying a little. <laughs> At least I also little. feel like I I don't know. I was saying this um, to I was telling my husband this too. I was like, you know what? I feel deep down inside that John Logan something something with him and Showtime wasn't wasn't good. Something yeah. was a little off. 
And the reason why I say that is because the fact that he gave this bogus reason as to why he didn't <laughs> tell, and I'm, it's bogus, that he didn't tell fans that the show was ending. Oh, because it was, the show was theatrical and we thought that that would be, yeah. you know, in, in, in unison with the theatrics of the show. BS. Okay. I felt like he probably didn't want to say anything about the show ending because you know what, when you, because when you have a dedicated fan base or even if a fan base is kind of falling off and you announce season three is the last season, you get pity ratings because you get those fans who want to come back just to see how it wraps up. You may not have cared that the show's been on for 10 seasons, but now that it's ending, you know, let me come back and watch the last season. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like he didn't want to give Showtime those pet, those pity ratings. Cause I guarantee you, if people knew that season three was the last season, there would have been a bigger effort for people to make oh, sure yeah. to, tune in to watch. And by not saying anything, it's like, you know what, Showtime, I'm not even going to give you guys the ratings on this show. Deuces. Oh, by the way, when the show, when, and then when the show finally airs, then the next day, oh, by the way, yeah, it really did end. The, yeah, no, no, not coming back. Psych. Eva Green was tired, like, tired of what her movie, like, I am. if you check IMDb, she has one other movie that she's working on, Miss Peregrine's Home for yeah. White Children. It's, it's <laughs> And I mean, and it's you know, it's that's not like she's, she's busy. That, that's she? true. That's a good point. That's filmed, so I don't know. She's yeah, not busy. And if you look at her interview, she looks so sad, like a big green doe eyes are like, well, you know, I, I was I was sad, and she was doing a lot of stuttering, and she wasn't looking into the camera. I was like, she's fucking lying. This is the worst acting. <laughs> and that's the great. I mean, oh, lying about the status of the show, pretty much. Yeah. And she's been more upset too because it seemed as though this season was the season that, as an actress, Eva Green had more to. She had more. Um, she had more say on what Vanessa, what how Vanessa's character went. Because even with the clothes, and I don't know if you guys were like remembering how we were talking about the clothes, how normally Vanessa tends to wear just black and always black and black and uh, black and red and stuff. And I remember seeing an interview where she said, where the costume department said that Eva was tired of always wearing black all the time. Hmm. And so throughout the season, you see her wear a little bit more beige, a little white, something with a little pink in it, just to give her more color because she was just tired of Vanessa just always being in black and black and black. And then even with the last episode, she said she and John Logan sat down and talked about how they were going to wrap up this last episode. And I'm like, ah. Uh, maybe she was, she had a little, you know, too many ideas and they were like, you know what, we're going to nip this in the bud right, right, right about now. Because isn't, isn't she in a relationship with the costume designer on the show? I had heard somewhere. Really? The costume designers all women. Oh, okay. Well, I don't say she that. in a relationship with a woman. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, she I thought, could. But. I thought I had heard that she was dating either someone in the costume department or something of that nature. So. I don't know. Um, Twitter can confirm it later. Um, <laughs> her page on her, on the page on uh, Twitter, they say she's single. Oh. oh. Well, the single official. could mean you could be in a relationship and just not married. That's true. But I don't know. I, I thought I'd heard that somewhere, but feel free to correct me, guys, if I'm if I'm incorrect on that. Um, I wanted to bring up one last thing. We had done a review on Black Girl Nerds of the Penny Dreadful comic. Afia, you had read it. You wrote mm-hmm. about it. I mean, and that goes back to Valerie's comments about why she thinks John Logan is lying, because they went ahead and invested and had a relationship with Titan Comics. Titan Comics is the publisher for the Penny Dreadful comic. 
and they they've licensed it out. So what's going to happen now? Because I think it's only got like what two issues or just the one issue. That's um, it. I think it's I think it's one, but I think the second issue is probably coming out this month. Um, I mean, the the comic that I read when I was uh, when I read it, it's basically like the it's supposed to be the story of another storyline that was not wrapped up with Vanessa, but I guess they're doing it with the comic was the journey with her and Sir Malcolm when they were trying to find Nina before they got to Ethan, mm. which was, you know, mm-hmm. something that we didn't see on the show. And, mm. um, of course it includes Sembene a little bit more. So you get to see more, a little bit more about Sembene in it. And, um, I, I think um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who plans on reading the comic. So we're introduced to other characters who are also a part of that Dracula mythos. Um, but I mean, I see this point that they're probably just go. I don't know. I figure they're probably just going to take that for maybe what, maybe another few issues and then end it because I really don't see anybody like trying to read these comics after Vanessa's dead. I mean, I, right. it's, it, you know, you can only go, but so far before they meet Ethan, and then after they meet Ethan, we've seen everything that's on the screen. And then, I mean, if they want to do a comic book about everyone's life after Vanessa dies, like, great. That's nice. I'm not going to read it, but that's great. Uh, <laughs> Same. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I, that's why I personally don't think that, like, it was well thought out. It could have been something where it was like, you know, they 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 probably wrote the show in such a way that if they didn't get renewed for uh, um, a fourth season, it would end nice, or you know, it would end in in this grand, ceremonious, beautiful way. And when they got the call that no, you're not getting or you know uh, renewed, John Logan just went back in the room and was like, "F this shit, I'm gonna screw it all of you." <laughs> you got so tight at the way that I wrote this, so that people would just be enraged like we are right now. Um, that's how how I, I kind of see it going down because, like I said. I don't see any reason to not notify your fans that this was going to be the last season. I don't see how in any world that's acceptable. I nope. just yeah. not telling Has your fans. Has any show ever done that? Like, just not told them? No. Like, I've no. Heard. Not <laughs> one that I know of. Not one I know of. Yeah, you know, never and it's like that only happens when the show is canceled after the finale airs. And it's like, then right. the show coming back and it's like, ah, crap, stars canceled this show. You know, but for you to know ahead of time, for you to say in an interview you knew since season two in the middle of season <laughs> two, you were done with this. And I'm here drinking wine and asking for a freaking photo with Reeve Carney and he knew the shoe was going to end and I'm... <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm like kind of mad right now because I'm like I hugged this man and he knew this show finished. <laughs> Reed got some explaining to do. Reed, tweet him about that. What, like, what's sir? good, Reed? What's good? Like, what, like what's good? Like when I say they were diehard fans of that event, one girl came in dressed as Angelique. She had on the full um, robe like that was trailing behind her, like three feet behind her. Girl, set everything in that same outfit that she did when she died. One girl was dressed like that. Another girl was dressed like Lily. It's like die-hard, hardcore fans are in this room with you, and you know that you're not coming back, and you're not saying it. Like, I just feel all of that is like a gut punch. It's just a slap in the face. It's just like, you know, you don't trust your fans enough to understand why you're going to end something. or the. It was just, 
I I don't like things like that at all. You know, well, it's like we just got broken up with out of the blue. It's like they knew <laughs> that the relationship wasn't working, but no one ever bothered to tell us. Awesome. <laughs> no, yeah. right. It's not it's not you, it's me nonsense too. Right. You know, all of a sudden we're blocked on Twitter and we're blocked on Facebook and they, you know, it's we're not talking what anymore. What did I do? Right, yeah, what did we do? <laughs> even, even um Eva Green Webb, which usually which has tweeted which is live tweeted every week since the show went off the air. I should have knew something was up because two days before the show aired, they were like, well, we're not going to be live tweeting on Sunday. And I was like, well, why not? Like for the past two years, you didn't decide to live tweet and let, and they have not been back online since. Wow. So they knew what was up. Yeah. Yes. Interview afterwards. They posted some interview with some director afterwards, I think about like the series finale. I'm like, Oh, so y'all knew. Yeah, they want oh, to y'all, y'all didn't want to tell nobody? Tell that's nobody. Not, that's not cool to just not live tweet just because you know. I mean, that I'm, you're Eva Green Webb, right? Like, you're well, about I don't think, her. I think they were trying to avoid getting flooded with questions. Like, because that was the first place I ran to. I was like, what the fuck? What's happening? <laughs> I know y'all know something. So they probably wanted to avoid that. But I, I th- this is just unacceptable. This is unsat. This is unacceptable. <laughs> I don't okay. think I'll I don't think I'll ever watch another John Logan show again. Like I don't know if I trust this dude. You know what I'm saying? You can't trust him. You can't trust him. Trust no one. Don't trust you, but... <laughs> trust no Logan. Trust no Lo- like I no. Like no. Yeah. Oh, you bring out a show? Tell me right now how many seasons you trying to write. <laughs> right now. Obviously you already and then know. I won't believe you. I won't believe you. I want full transparency, John Logan. If you produce another show let us know from beginning I to see end. The yes. I need Boy. the scripts. I need that series Bible right I here. Think I agree with the idea that people, the executives and John Logan just weren't getting along. I think. And so. yeah, there's some drama. Say, oh, you know, Eva Green was probably tired of the role. I think she was just tired of the bickering. I was like, look, let's just end yep. this now. Yep. And yeah. I'll got time on. for that. Yeah. He seems like the kind of dude who might be a little petty, like, you know, petty enough to not tell anyone. <laughs> the series clearly so. <laughs> I see it. you know what we're gonna do eva we're not even gonna tell the fans that the show's over and she's looking at him like uh okay fine she whatever she don't have twitter eva green loves she don't have twitter she, <laughs> she knows I, what's up i would have been flooding her timeline like eva how you gonna do me dirty like this though we go way back we go i i mean say i love eva green since she was on on camelot and that and it hurts because now it makes me feel like she just has bad luck with shows because she was on yeah. camelot and that was such a good show on stars but that show had a season finale that turned into a series finale because it didn't come back but now it's like now you're on this show too eva like I was championing her, like yes, my girl is back on TV. I'm, I'm so happy for her. Then you do me like this. I just felt like we were friends, and she just couldn't tell me what was going on, and yeah. I just feel brokenhearted. Like Eva, you know, this opens up the door for her for more, for better quality roles. Yes, um, I think she showed, you know, that she's top tier talent and That's deserves talent. better. Yeah. I hope she I gets an want, Emmy nomination yes, for this. Yes, I still, I still want her to get an Emmy nomination. I mean, that episode with her and um, Caliban's last John Clare, that yes, episode yeah. alone is an Emmy-worthy episode. Yes. In a, okay. Hands down, no questions asked. But will Showtime be better and not submit it? Mm, I wonder. 
Mm. I mean, John Logan didn't give people enough notice to get the ratings up for season three. So, I mean, <laughs> Showtime just might yeah. be petty, too. Yeah. yeah. One thing I did have a, I have a major issue with is, um, because at the end of it all, like I said, I was, ar- I, when I tell you guys I was upset, I was arguing with my husband until two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> And it was because he, I had watched it on my own and then he DVR'd it. So he watched it after I had watched it and I just couldn't say anything until when he was done. So when he was finished, he had a moment of like, what the F is this? And then he went about his business and I was like, aren't you upset? And he's just like, you know, you're just mad that the show didn't end the way that you wanted it to end. And I was like, listen, if I wanted the show to end the way that I, that I wanted it to end, I would have gotten um that season two illusion with um Ethan and Vanessa and their two point you know two point three kids all happy go lucky that would have been me. I'm like is that realistic? No. That's what I would like to see. Yes, but it's not realistic. I was like realistically I would have liked to have seen him become the hound of God that they like beat into our brains for how many seasons that he was this chosen one, this chosen one, this chosen one, and do something a little bit more spectacular with her death. If, even if she had to die, do something a little bit more spectacular. Right. I can't a woman who was that powerful would just go out on a gunshot like that. Especially right. since like in season one, she asked him to kill her. He said no. In season two, she was talking about killing herself. He told her no. Now season three, you come, now you finally going to shoot her with a gun. Like I would have, okay. I felt that was just so unsettling, like just so ridiculous to me for a show that is invested in the supernatural and the two natureness behind all the characters to just end that way. Because I feel like if that was the case, anyone could have gone into that room and shot her or stabbed her or, you know, Catriona could have came in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and just, you know, sever her head off or something. Anyone could have done that. And I feel like Ethan being the chosen one in the Hound of God had no relevance in the way that he kills her. It had, because Sir Malcolm could have gone in there and shot her the way he shot his own daughter. Like, let's be serious. I I thought that was just so ridiculous to me just to end it. Oh, she gets shot. It should have been a supernatural death. I totally agree with Something. that. Yeah. I, I just felt it was just so lame. I was like, this is whack. I'm so mad. I wanted to throw things at the TV, but he was still watching it. I was just like, oh, <laughs> Uh, it's just so ridiculous to me yeah well this was a good venting session i gotta say um (laughs) (laughs) uh you know i mean overall if you want to check out if you have not checked out penny dreadful by the way i assume by you listening to this episode you've already seen it but if you have friends or family members that want to check out penny dreadful um enter at your own risk. I mean, it's a very good show. The writing is spectacular. The performances are compelling, but this very last episode of season three was a doozy for all of us. And it's hard when you invest your time into a show and you're very attached to the characters for them to just treat them like crap. And we're seeing this happening time and time again. So I'm I'm glad that I have a platform where I can vent about these things because otherwise I'd be really frustrated and upset. So thank you so much, Valerie, Afia, and Rivetta for coming on and venting with me about Penny Dreadful. And um, give us your social media shout outs as well. Let us know, let all of our listeners know where they can find you on the web. Uh, 
Valerie Complex. And you can tweet me at Valerie Complex. Or you can tweet me at Anime Complexium on Twitter, because I'm a Twitterer. Tweet. <laughs> um, Sophia, you can find me on Twitter at La Jolie Poeta. I know that sounds very confusing, but it's just La Jolie, like Angelina Jolie, J-O-L-I-E, and Poeta, like poet with an A on the end. And I'm Ravetta, and you can find me at Miss Rev D on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's just M-I-S-S-R-E-V-D-E-E. Excellent. Thank you, ladies, for coming on tonight. Thanks for having us. Thank you.